Hello and welcome to another episode of Medicide Kicks. My name is Liv. This is M. M, say hi. I am stressed because I wrote this thing about what we're going to talk about like a month ago. And now I have to remember what I said. Isn't it like one of those plaques that you find in a white girl's kitchen that's like stressed but blessed? Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, we are Psychic Medium's best friends, twin flames, and everything else that you could possibly think of all at once. Because why not? And uh, we are your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. Today, we are going to bring to you, and I would like to explicitly express the half-baked portion of this as not being under the influence of marijuana, but that the actual content that we have for you is half-baked. So we're talking about ley lines. M has prepared the information, but as she said, it is indeed half-baked. So if you guys want another podcast about ley lines where we actually... (laughs) research it more i researched some there's not a lot that's why i was like i don't know how to find this information um but we went to the conjuring house and some man while i was outside being eaten alive by bugs while Liv was talking for like almost an hour and a half some dory and i were having a good time was telling me about fucking ley lines and by some dude she means one of the original people that and owned Arnold. the conjuring house with the yeah. last name of arnold yes yeah, because I was talking to Russell, and Russell was telling me about the things that he saw on the land, and I was like, yeah, you're correct. I literally see, like, people that are in uniforms for wars walking up and down this, like, spiritual ley line thing that I was seeing, but when I started telling him about it, I was like, there's, like, these lines that people walk down, and then I started using the word ley line, and I was like, I don't know where that came from. So then I started having an existential crisis, and I, in the existential crisis, accidentally researched ley lines, and someone told me more about them. So you're half-baked whatever about ley lines. Is what we're talking about today, and if you want an actual baked full cookie of ley lines, let us know, and we'll do that in another episode. But here is our metaphysical shower thoughts half-baked ley lines episode. This is going to be interesting because I don't remember the things that I wrote down a month ago. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, ley lines. What is a ley line? A ley line is depicted as a straight alignment drawn between various historic structures and prominent landmarks. So both Liv and I know the understanding that when people decided to put landmarks places that they built, like the pyramids and things like that, they figured out that you can create these lines, like these straight lines, and they connect all of them. So they then started calling this what they perceive to now today as ley lines. So do you want- As in the ancient peoples? Yeah, so do you want to do the medium chicken thing where you read into ley lines first, or do you want me to just tell you things? Fuck yeah. Okay, then go. That's why we're here, and only one side of my headphones works. So, that is <laughs> that is the only thing that Liv, I know, knows because she listened to a podcast potentially about it, but she understands that historic places are connected by a straight line, and people thought it was interesting. Yeah, people wanted us to talk about the Earth's chakras, which we will talk about. 
in a future podcast. But people wanted us to talk about the Egyptian pyramids, which also going to talk about in a future podcast. But the ley lines were a big thing when I was doing research about that. So the only thing I could find on the internet about ley lines, because they were like, Stonehenge is a ley line. The pyramids, a ley line. Your mom, a ley line. That's really the uh, <laughs> historical landmark, your mom. <laughs> that was the uh, your mom joke of the century. <laughs> it almost like it made a, a landmark. A ley line? You're welcome. Wrong one. No, that was the right one because you didn't laugh at it. Oh, okay. Anyways. I don't know what I'm doing. So apparently they were like man-made things that people created and around the turn of the century in like the 1800s, I think, people started having pseudo-archaeology and pseudo-geology or geography, whatever, something like that. The study of maps and locations. And... They were like, ley lines are a thing. And if you, if you, all of the energy of the world passes through it. And the ancient peoples knew this because either they had a lot of time and spirituality on their hands or the, the aliens helped them understand the ley lines of the earth. So it's always aliens too. I have aliens in here. Aliens! (laughs) (laughs) That people put these things these man-made things like your mom and stonehenge on the ley lines <laughs> like to your mom and stonehenge <laughs> to move with the energy of the earth and that is what i believe ley lines are when i looked it up once like four months ago but since then em and i have done investigations at places paranormal investigations one of which is the fairfield infirmary so if you're interested in that video or you're new to our podcast we have podcast and video on that so youtube or whatever you listen to this on your ear hole holes on it's a different episode and we also learned about ley lines when we went to the conjuring house which is what sparked the uh, idea for this half-baked ley line podcast (laughs) because of our events at the conjuring house so i think that contrary to my one time searching what ley lines was four months ago, belief is that ley lines are actual natural things. They're not man-made things. So that's what my spirit guides tell me. It has to do with like the chi of the earth basically. And Mm -hmm. it correlates to natural structures, not man-made ones. So people may have put things on ley lines, but the things themselves aren't ley lines, which I think is what most of the pseudo science belief of it is. But that's what my spirit guides tell me. They're more natural things. Okay. Are you ready? Kind of like veins in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So like I said, ley lines are straight alignments drawn between various historical structures like Henstone and your mom and prominent landmarks. (laughs) So at this point is when I started figuring out different aspects and I don't know who the hell was talking to me but they were telling me what ley lines actually are. So this is what I wrote in response to researching about ley lines. So I feel like the ley lines are representations of how the Earth's energy moves. So if you have ever watched Naruto, (laughs) since we were talking about the Earth's chakras, the Earth has chakras just like us as human beings have chakras. And if you don't know what a chakra is, it's basically a spinning pool of energy. It's like an energy, energy, an energy point, that type of thing. So in Naruto, 
Naruto, the characters have these energy points as well that they consider to have chakra going through them. So if you watch Naruto, each one of the people have these little points in which the chakra, they call them chakra points, but they're connected by a stream of energy that looks like veins going through the body. And that is how the energy or the chakra moves through their body. So the way that I view ley lines is similar to that because it represents how the energy moves in between these energy centers called chakras. So this energy is dictated by the earth and the things on the earth, around the earth, that sort of thing. So, okay, since these ley lines are streams of energy, we, because we're existing on earth, we cannot see them. However, we can still sense that they're there because they're literally huge like streams of energy going throughout the earth so we either consciously or subconsciously are picking up on those things and because of that we are sort of like mirroring that energy so that is why we're creating these like big historical monuments on these energy centers or these energy points because we can feel the energy of that location so for example like the pyramids, the pyramids were put there and put in a very specific way for a very specific reason because of how the energy is moving through that space. As well as cultural and religious beliefs. Yeah, because all of these like historical monuments, there's a lot of them that they put them in a certain place in order to create the energy of the location. Or harness it. Or something. Do something. <laughs> So because of that, it's kind of like similar to... <laughs> Is that like your mom's so fat she's a ley Jesus line? Christ. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know. There we go. <laughs> so it's kind of, if you think about um, like birds or fish and how they migrate, like how do they know where to go? So my spirit guides use that to explain to me how we just naturally fall in line with these ley lines. However, because we are a part of the earth... We are also have the ability to sort of shift them as well. So when I was at the conjuring house, I was seeing people walk up and down like next to this like body of water, but also just like I see this stream of energy of people walking in the same line over and over again. But they're like, if people walked like maybe 20 feet next to it, the line is going to start to shift towards that because we are aspects of the earth and we are parts of the energy of the earth. So if you move from one spot to another, like over years, 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 years of time, the energy or the ley line is going to move to those locations as well. So if you also think about the like tectonic plates of the earth, those things move. So the energy in the earth is going to move. So the ley lines are also going to move. <laughs> so you're telling me that we need to take Bikini Bottom and push it over the cliff. And push it somewhere else <laughs> because it's been so long. That's actually what we have to do for the pyramids. They no longer sit on ley lines. Jeez. We need to push them somewhere else. So <laughs> that's that's this is what my spirit guides explained to me. This isn't research that I have found studies on. But what they explained to me is that we just are subconsciously or consciously putting things on these ley lines because of the way in the energy moves. So the conjuring house, I see it to be on two ley lines, which is why it's so crazily active is because it's kind of like if you put energy into a stream, you're going to get leaves and debris and things going down the current. So that's why the... Uh, house is so active because a lot of people think that there's like a portal there and there's like things that come out of the portal 
it's similar to a portal. However, it's just literally like a stream of energy going through the house. Yeah, it's not necessarily like a portal. It's that it's similar to a portal, but it's not a portal from like other dimensions necessarily. It's like a river. Almost like if you put a battery into something to make it more powerful. Yeah. That's what it's like, kind of how I see it at least. That's why there's so much energy at the conjuring house. It amplifies things. Yeah. So it's like transitioning spiritual energy into physical energy because that's how I, what? It's like putting a turbo on an engine. (laughs) Yeah, literally. You make it more fuel efficient and you also increase the horsepower because you add ener- like air into the fuel intake so it ignites faster and it allows more energy to occur. That's what the ley lines at the Conjuring House are. It's like a turbo on your V6. Now you have like a car that's faster than a V8 and it's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, but that's physical energy. So I know it's spiritual energy, but it's spiritual energy of the earth. So when something becomes haunted, like the Conjuring House being in between two ley lines, It is the physical energy needed in order for spiritual or higher vibrational things to interact with this existence. And I should explain the difference is the vibrational frequency. So because this chakra is a part of the earth and the ley line is a part of this vibration, it is considered physical energy, even though we cannot necessarily see or perceive it consciously. So that is the sort of energy that spirits are able to use in order to manifest things into the physical existence. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Another way you could explain ley lines, not in how they inflate hauntings, but just their existence itself is it's this sort of unseen energy that physical beings and spiritual beings can follow similar to the magnetic poles that animals will use to subconsciously find migration patterns and set migration patterns what i explained earlier yeah did you talk about animals though yeah i talked about birds migrating migrational patterns of animals i 100 percent immediately like (laughs) i was was like yeah i told you that (laughs) i know thank you (laughs) i was waiting for you to tell me that because i know you told me about it in a different conversation Mm -hmm. that we had but i didn't know that you talked about it yeah i already talked about it the pregnancy brain (laughs) dude Yeah, because I was like, it's similar to how like salmon move or like birds move in migrational patterns because of the like electrical frequencies that tell them where to go. Yeah, when I was in school, because I went to school for biology, I remember taking my zoology class, which I absolutely loved and learning that salmon actually have this little tiny stone in their head that is magnetic, just like the things, well, similar to the things that you throw on your refrigerator. So when they reach a certain age that magnet gets big enough to pick up the poles of the earth and it tells the salmon where they need to go without them having to think about it so that's how they always go to the same spot to spawn and then die and i was like i want a tiny magnet in my head yeah i'm directionally impaired let's be (laughs) bradley and i could get lost in a paper bag every time we travel somewhere we know it's going to take us eight thousand times longer because we will get lost yeah i know (laughs) so Anyways, continue. (laughs) So what I was talking about, I was talking about how these ley lines are considered physical energy, even though they are like on a spiritual basis. So it's interesting to think about because it allows for a lot of things to happen. So if you think about how hauntings work, the place in which the haunting is happening, it needs to have a lot of physical energy in order for spirits to be able to manipulate that to create like poltergeisty activity. So 
when we were at the Madison Seminary, for example, we had this like experience where one of the doors closed in front of our face. And it was interesting because the soul explained to me, or one of the souls, I think the doctor explained it to me. He explained that John, the person that closed the door, he manifested it in his mind because when you're a soul, you can manifest things almost like instantly because it isn't going through a physical media. But the thing that happened was our energy was going through the door, so it helped push the door closed. So that physical energy was used or was transferred from the spiritual energy in order to make the door move. So my question to you is, do you think if you were at like the conjuring house in this like connection of energy of two ley lines, you think you can manifest things faster? <laughs> so while you were talking, I was like, wow, I think that's that that could be a thing. What do you mean manifest things faster in what sense of like you and I manifesting things? Yeah, like as a person, like a physical person. Like manifesting knockings on the walls? No, like manifesting things to happen in your life. So people are like, I want to manifest to be like a YouTuber or something. Oh. You think you could manifest things faster if you were sitting on a ley line? I think it would increase the ability for you to send that energy out into the universe. Yeah. But- Again, manifesting is as much physical as it is energetic. So like non-physical or metaphysical. And one of the things my spirit guides have been explaining to me is that a lot of people will manifest things or they're like, I really want this job or I really want this person to like me or I really want whatever. So they're manifesting that energy and putting it into the universe. However, what's keeping them from having that in their life and like fully realizing or having the manifestation go full circle is that they're not allowing space for the energy to travel back to them. And they explain it to me like a parking spot. Like they have a car parked in their spot energetically of where they're sending out the signals of I want this. But since they don't make the like the room for the energy to come back to them, they'll never actually manifest it which is the physical aspect of it. But am I, why are you grinning at me? Because I think we've manifested things in the Conjuring House and I think it's going to be interesting. But spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I remember as the night got on, it got it was- harder for me to physically be there because I was energetically just like being messed with. Because we we have we have a space open, my dude. I hope so. So we just like, shot our little bottle message into the stream of the ley line of the conjuring house and it's gotten to the people that need to hear it and now it's coming back to us so i hope so. spoiler alert When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so the next thing that I have is I start talking, this, this, whoever's talking to me about it, starts explaining that we are the universe experiencing itself. So we think- Sounds kinky. We think that we are separate (laughs) from the earth. We think that we're separate from the earth, but- Oh. We think that we are separate from the earth, but we are the earth and vice versa. So like I explained before- 
because we are walking up and down a certain line, we have manipulation over the ley line because we are not separated from the earth. We are part of the earth's energy. I had another realization the other day when mm-hmm. I was trying to take a, a prego nap, but yeah. I can't because I'm really anxious, but I know I need to. So I've been trying to, people talk about meditating, right? Like normal forms of meditating, sitting in a quiet room, focusing on one thing or clearing your mind. Mm-hmm. That's not how I meditate. That's how I fall asleep. So I've been meditating to fall asleep. And things have been talking to you. Yes. Yeah. And the other day. meditating. The other day, <laughs> I, I don't think, maybe this wasn't when I was taking a prego nap. I think it was when I was driving to go to my doctor's appointment for Peapod. But also, how do you do that? Do what? Meditate? Not have thoughts. <laughs> exactly. That's why well, I don't. you're doing it, aren't you? Well, I'm just focusing on one thing, which usually I don't think meditation is focusing on one thing. It's focusing on ah. a lot of things. But that focusing on one thing is what puts me to sleep, which is not meditation. It's sleeping. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, one of the realizations that I had the other day is that I was wondering why people get so like angry about like religious differences, you know, because they're like, your God isn't real. My God is real or your gods aren't real. My gods are real. And they made me think about the fact that we answered a question of like, do you have deities that you work with, whether you consciously know it or not? And our answer based on the spiritual information we got is yes. And I was like, okay, well, I also have had a lot of past lives that have been religious, like secular religion, like Christianity, Catholic, stuff like that. Like my most recent past life, I feel like was very Christian. And I've been having a lot of like God thoughts and things like that. But anyways, what I wanted to say was I was thinking about this and how I do work with deities, whether I really like consciously realize it or not. But I also do have like this weird relationship with a God that I thought was just one God. But then he blew my mind when we talked about angels and you're like, actually, the Christian God is a different God. And I was like, no. Yeah. But actually what this thought tangent made me think about was that. Since you said that we are just the the universe experiencing itself and that separation is an illusion, wouldn't every angel, demon, deity, god, goddess, and anything else actually just be an aspect of God themselves? Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? It's just aspects of God. Yeah, like, that's why I literally told you that we are the selves of God. Yeah, but I just... <laughs> I I get that now and like yeah. I feel like I understood it like I knew it before but oh, I didn't understand it. Got it. And even though Separation I knew it. Separation is an illusion, my dude. Yeah, but people get so caught up on like I work with Hecate or I work with Hades or I work with Shamalaba Ding Dong. But like you're just working with an aspect of God. Yeah, but you're also an aspect of God. Yeah. If you think about it like a body, you are like a heart cell. Yeah. And you have higher beings that are like, this is how you're going to become a heart cell because we start out as stem cells. So we need the programming of the other cells to be like, this is what you need to do. So when you are the universe experiencing itself as a collective, they explain this to me with um, Marvel movies, (laughs) but they're like, it is impossible for a creature or a person or whatever to come up with information that they haven't learned or memorized but they're like if you are the universe experiencing itself you are able to create those experiences that are beyond the things that you are learning or memorizing so you'll be able to create or understand more than if you were not doing that does that make sense 
Yeah, but it just hit me the other day. Like I knew those things, but I didn't yeah. like knowing something and understanding something is very different. And there's a lot of people out there that if you said that demons or daemons, whatever you want to call them or whatever, uh, are a part of God, they would yeah. lose their shit. They'd be like, no, they're not. Demons are an aspect of yeah, God. I they're know. not even That's... close to God. Why? When we started talking about angels, I thought people were going to come at us. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just Yeah, no, I understand that. That's why that's why I explain it to you entirely that there is no good or evil because if you are if we're all aspects of God, you would be evil. All of the things that you think about these demons, they're a part of you. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to define someone by good and evil. Yeah. And I, I get that there's no good and evil, but now I like I understand it. Yeah. Because people because also make sense. People have also asked like well, why is this person in heaven? Or like, do you think that these bad people, like why do souls turn into bad people? Or like, why did these bad people go to heaven or something like this? And I'm like, there aren't bad people though. Because yeah, because it's literally like if you had alphabet soup, you would just be telling yourself that the O's are bad. Yeah. What's bad about the O's? <laughs> well, and, and like in religious texts, they always say that, you know, God created people in his, her, their own image, whatever. But like, why do we think that as people, we have the power or audacity to quantify or demoralize one aspect of a person or things, spiritual beings, when everything is created in his image? So like for you to yep. be like, this person's bad, you're like literally saying that God made something that's bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I feel like whether... No matter what you're talking about, we're still all aspects of God or creation, whatever you want to call it. But like nothing is separated. Like Hecate is just one aspect of God. Athena is one aspect of God. You yourself are an aspect of God. So if you're worshiping gods or deities, you're just worshiping an aspect of God. Yeah. And it's all the same. And that's what I thought about when I was driving the other day to go to have a peapod measured. <laughs> We've been talking about this for two years. You didn't know that? I know it, but I didn't understand it. To yeah. the compa- Knowing something and understanding things are two completely the, different things. The second I told you about separation is an illusion and you were like, oh yeah, we can talk about everybody being one people and that, the separations between like countries and things. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. There's no separation between me and this desk. And you were like, but that's too much for people to understand. And now I get it that you didn't understand it either. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's too much for people yeah. to understand. That was the point in which I figured out separation was an illusion. Well, and I just wanted so. to tell you that I have more thoughts about it today. <laughs> because I'm telling you about the universe experiencing itself. Kinky. Yeah. But that's why I keep telling you that we are aspects of fire. You are the things that breathe life into beings. And I am the things that code the fire into existence. It makes sense. We now in our lives are experiencing what it's like to be those things so that we can, can do what we're doing better. So uh, these, this is the part in which I researched. So it says ley lines are kind of like the latitude and long longitude in a sense. They're not lines that we can actually see in the map, but the theory is that the big important monuments, Stonehenge, Pyramids, your mom, all running on a kind of energy highway <laughs> that connects them. You like how you just casually add that in there? 
at laughing at her own jokes. People have already clicked off. I'm well, sure listen, they have. It's funnier when the person actually laughs at it because you're like, well, okay, this is an autistic thing probably. I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh or I don't know if it's a joke. I just keep thinking about the t-shirt that we're going to make about it. <laughs> yeah, you better remember that one. And uh, work lurk. So... The idea took hold in the 1920s when a photographer and an amateur archaeologist noticed that the, the straight lines connect ancient sites. Was there a Jew there too? Because that sounds like the beginning of a Dude, bad I joke. Don't know. <laughs> an archaeologist, a photographer, and a Jew walk into an open field. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Continue. So some claim that these ley lines are actually powerful magnetic fields, while others say that it has psychic power. So from my medium stance, it's physical it, it's physical energy. So it falls more in line with the magnetic pool of things. It's kind of like the magnetic pool of the moon on the water. I agree. So still others are pretty sure that the ley lines are somehow associated to UFO landings and aliens, or that there are healing properties found in the vortex of the ley lines. So I don't know about the vortex thing, considering the fact that everybody thinks there's a, oh, a vortex in the Conjuring house. However, it is actually just two rivers hitting each other and making a spinny thing. One above ground, one below ground. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Is there three or two? I, I know you talked about three, but I think that I there's think the third two. one is farther away. Possibly. But I think it, I think the Conjuring House is put on two of them. Yeah, because you have the stream that goes in the back. Yep. And I'll, oh, remember the happy pine trees? <laughs> That's the sound that they make in case you were wondering. Oh, yeah, that is <laughs> what they have teeny tiny, teeny tiny pine trees on the Conjuring House property. And they were so cute the whole time. But then there's a prehistoric uh, river that runs under the Conjuring House too that we talk about in the video. So Yeah. So vortex makes a little bit more sense, but it's not necessarily a vortex. It's kind of like if you had two rivers that hit each other, you would get like a spinny nature because they're both going in two directions. So laws of physics, you know how that works. <laughs> so since the 1960s, members of the Earth Mysteries Movement and other esoteric uh, traditions have commonly believed that these ley lines are the Earth's energies, and they, they had something good, good going for them, but then they, they ruined it, and they said it serves as guides for alien spacecrafts. <laughs> Which, I mean, if that is the case, <laughs> if that is the case, um, technically they would just be falling in line with the energy like we are, but it doesn't have to be aliens, which is why it's interesting that that's theory and i'm sorry if people i mean emily and i don't not believe in aliens we just find it funny that everything that could have an explanation people still find a way to put aliens yeah, they into think it it's extraterrestrial but it's like yes aliens are probably following the ley lines of earth but you are also following the ley lines of earth <laughs> so yeah. why are we talking only about the aliens is my my thing i'm like that's interesting it's a little sus it's a little sauce. Hence why we make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so the ideas of lays as straight tracks across this landscape 
It was put forward by this Englishman. His name was Alfred Watkins. I believe that's how you say his last name. Walk it like I talk it. Alfred, Alfred Watkins talk it. And that was in the 1920s. And he wrote a book that's called The Old Straight Track. And he argued that the straight lines could be drawn between various historic structures and that these represented trade routes created by ancient British societies. So... That was the first idea of a ley line, and he proposed this existence of the network that of these completely straight roads that would cut through these prehistoric Roman and medieval structures, and in his view, these straight lines were like ancient trade routes. So, during the 1960s, Walken's ideas were then brought back to life, but they were changed a little bit by the British proponents of counterculture earth mysteries movement thing so in 1961 tony webb put forward the belief that lays were established by prehistoric communities to guide space or sorry alien spacecrafts because again we have to talk about aliens and this is in what year 1960s oh okay tracks And then the idea that ancient sacred sites might have been constructed in alignment with one another was proposed in 1846 by the Reverend Edward Duke, who observed that some prehistoric monuments and medieval churches aligned with each other. So later on, they basically figured out, so the original idea of ley lines is that they think that it was like trading routes between different like civilizations. However, the spiritualist movement took that up and they were like, you know what would be really cool? We think that this is how the energy moves throughout the earth. So then they took it more in a spiritual sense, in the sense of what I said of psychic energy or magnetic fields or pulls. And putting things on these ley lines would cause more of the spiritual energy to be honed in those areas. So that is my half-baked thing on ley lines. The only thing I could think of when you talked about that Tony guy, my name's Tony, Tony, Tony Webb, Tony Webb is that Tony Webb is the precursor, great, 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 great grandfather of Tony Hawk. And that is why Tony Hawk is so good at skateboarding because his great, 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 great grandfather was like, you want to know about ley lines? And he's like, I'm going to ride this half pike instead. Great, 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 great grandfather. Jesus Christ. But our consensus Our consensus with ley lines is they aren't just straight lines between man-made structures. We are just placing them in the locations where they feel good in our brain, aka when two ley lines hit each other. Sounds about right. So we are just mirroring what the Earth's energy is doing because we are a part of the Earth. Hence, that is why we are following the energetic movement within the Earth. Yep. So these ley lines are literally just streams of energy that connect the chakra points of Earth. You heard it here, folks. Half-baked ley lines from your metasite kicks. And that's why the Conjuring House is so goddamn haunted. (laughs) If you like content like this, please make sure to like, follow, do whatever you do with podcasts. I know you can leave us an Apple review. That would be fabulous. I know on Spotify you can now rate a show. If you could give us a good rating, that would be nice. And if you don't like us, you know, don't say things that, that you wouldn't want other people to say about you. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I will cry. <laughs> and then I offer readings. I will be probably on maternity leave soon because Peapod is going to be born within the next three months or less. 
but I will be offering email readings when I'm sitting there nursing a child. We'll see how it goes. But Em also offers readings and she's looking at her phone. I don't know what's happening. I'm just looking at her video going out. If you don't know, this is the day we posted our first part of our conjuring video. We're very excited about it. So I'm stressed. Stress sweating. <laughs> Have been since yesterday at 3 a.m. Stressed but blessed. Anyways, thank you all to everybody who listens to our podcast, whether you are a patron or not. If you are interested in Patreon, you can go to the show notes. If, take a little looky-doodle. See if it's something you're interested in. We have mediumship circles, Patreon lives, and a place where you can interact with us on our Discord server and a whole bunch of other psychics just like you. But until next time, we are your meta psychics. Wow. Dude, so many people have been posting about the conjuring house lately. It's almost like paths are crossing. <laughs>